much of a Christmas style of uh, episode, but tis around Christmas all the same. Truly tis the season. For fucking cutting up <laughs> jobbers. Uh, one election, one COVID diagnosis later, and we're back. <laughs> couple, couple, uh, couple of layoffs here and there, yeah. new cat, uh... Uh, <laughs> Basically, uh, I our paint, time slots have opened up. Yeah, <laughs> I paint minis a lot now. Yeah, and uh, watch watch movies and play the video game. So truly, a wonderful time to be alive and uh, sentient. This is uh, not so much a, a, a two parter, but uh, it's a double header, if you will. Hey yo, um, super sick. A couple of couple of classic uh, samurai films. I think it was like Chanbara mm-hmm. genre, I believe. Yeah. Not to be mixed up with Oni Chanbara. No way. Mm, the- bikini cowboy hat, zombie slaughter, katana, good time, ha ha. Ha Red suck bread. <laughs> hey doggy, I give it a training. <laughs> um, maybe someday, but not right fucking now though. Yo, Today, Sa- Sanjuro totally could have trained that doggo though. Okay, yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> could have held a dagger, could have worn some ninja armor, <laughs> done the ninpo. Yeah, today... Tonight, does not matter. Time, Time is, is irrelevant. irrelevant. <laughs> uh, we are here, right now, to talk about Yojimbo. The, uh, Yo! <laughs> the uh, Akira Kurosawa classic. Much like literally any of his films. Yeah, Straight all bangers. classics, yeah. Every single fucking one. Hey man, what's that based on? Kurosawa. <laughs> What's this based on? Kurosawa. Who did that first? Kurosawa. Yeah. Literally everything. There's a lot to be said about um, the uh, Western genre. Yeah. And the uh, samurai genre. Uh, just kind of. Totally feeding off each other. And they're yeah. both and they're both better off for it. There's oh, there's yeah. a probably an essay already written about it somewhere, but. Oh yes, probably several. You could, you could probably write a whole book about. Your whole college thesis for your master's degree and uh, fucking dick butt. I don't. I don't know the the parallels we can draw between the genres. Yeah, here's your BA for being a BA. So tell you say this is like your favorite movie. Yeah, growing up. Favorite movie. Yes, growing up uh, with my brother yet again. Heath uh, baking it into an episode spiritually, Um, (laughs) as with like the other times that I've mentioned him, uh, you'll start to see a correlation. Uh, between, uh, like, um, uh, say, uh, Zerum and uh, that whole deliciousness to uh, Ninja Scroll, Yojimbo, uh, lots of Japanese kind of uh, old school shit kind of was a huge part of my childhood. And uh, my favorite characters are very, very close to Yojimbo characters. Mm-hmm. Um 
just really everything that I like about a samurai is is Sanjiro and uh, the whole aesthetic that he brings that's just been mirrored in hundreds if not thousands of other characters it's yeah it's very like very much like the blueprint for like fucking cool badass samurai character. yeah it was it was funny because like there's there's a motion that he does when he's kind of like uh pondering something as he's got his arms like slid into his kimono brings one out kind of rubs his stubbly fucking chin and he just looks like a hot fucking mess mm-hmm. uh and i'm like yo where have i seen that before and then immediately pull up the uh character art for Mitsurugi uh, in Soul Calibur from like, oh, yeah. oh my uh, god, Mitsurugi, <laughs> duh, yeah, that's another fucking Sanjiro. Sanjiro, uh, played yeah. by uh, Toshiro Mifune, who, mm, like, fuck yeah. I've been watching a lot, this is the first Kurosawa film I've seen since then, a while back, Criterion had a big-ass sale, mm-hmm. so I was, like, scooped up a bunch of them. Like, I've been meaning oh. to get into his movies. Yeah. Around the time uh, Ghost of Tsushima came out, I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna give me all the samurai shit. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm into it now. Um, and, like, seeing more of Kurosawa's films with Mifune in them, like, mm-hmm. holy shit, what a goddamn treasure this man was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just, like, uh, probably not much of a difference between uh, Mifune and Sandro other than Sandro's kind of a fucking scuzzball. Um, but, uh, Mifune is just, like, really brings a lot of his own sort of, uh, swagger into That's, pretty uh, much every time he's in one of, uh, Kurosawa's films. And one of the, uh, like, essays here I read in, like, the, in the booklet, the, cri- I got the Criterion booklet, so. <laughs> I say, so I Does just, that mean, like, you're, it, like, super smart now? Yeah. Like, I'm, it's not pretension if you're right all the time. Right. Hey, can I boof <laughs> your farts for intelligence? Yes, dude. Oh, of course. Man. But, yeah, they say the, uh, just, uh, Mifune swaggers through the scenes, and that, that's very true. Huh. Um, to, uh, you probably heard it by now in the episode, but, uh, just to a very kick-ass fucking theme. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just, yeah, it just, it encapsulates the character. Yeah. It's always a super strong move when you're like, every time this character is going to show up on screen or is on screen, you're going to hear at least a bit of this most of the time. Like, it's, yeah, it's definitely the character's, like, theme. It cuts. Uh It fucking cuts. You know, you're watching two, uh, what seem to be completely... Uh, hapless and otherwise inconsequential jobbers on screen for, you know, like two, three minutes. And then all of a sudden you start to hear that theme and you're like, oh, that's how this is going to come together. Okay. And uh, I haven't watched it or read it, but there's a, it was, the music was composed to be like in keeping with his movements. Mm. So that's the drum steps did kind of match his speed. Yeah. It just kind of like keeps in rhythm with like his movement and like, Mm -hmm. uh, Anytime he shows up or yeah. does another, something cool. Another thing that I've always really enjoyed about this movie, too, is that the music is not intense, ever. What it feels more like is that it's um, offset. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he comes into a town. It looks desolate. It looks like a ghost town. Um, there's definitely murder happening. <laughs> <laughs> you have two factions going head-to-head for some undetermined amount of time and one of the first things that he sees as he comes into town is a pooch just kind of happily strolls by with a severed hand in its mouth um 
and and there's just kind of this uh i would call it optimistic offbeat tempo uh kind of music playing yeah it's almost like bossa nova like yeah yeah 60s club music yeah and he's just hanging out and he just has like a raised eyebrow looking at this dog Uh, yeah and you know is completely unmoved doesn't really have like anything to say he doesn't immediately go for his sword at all well i bet you'll have to talk about this how did he get to this town okay (laughs) how are we introduced to him this is my favorite (laughs) fucking thing is he is a ronin he has literally no reason to be anywhere you no know, masters. No, no masters. However, that also means no money. No money. And so he's just like, comes to a four-way crossroads, and he just finds a dead, like, just a branch. Just a fucking dead-ass stick. And he's just like, you know what? We'll let the stick decide where I go. And he just tosses the fucker up, and then just like, oh, it's pointing this way. Guess I'll head over here. You know, and just happens upon this place and just brings chaos with them but a chaos that ends up bringing law and order to the town yeah albeit in a uh, very loud and fucking disastrous way i'd like to read if i may it's an excerpt yeah i got i got literature this time guys (laughs) um an excerpt from the 1999 book the films of akira kurosawa by donald ritchie um kurosawa and yojimbo For a long time, I'd wanted to make a really interesting film. It finally turned into this picture. The story is so ideally interesting that it's surprising no one else ever thought of it. The idea is about rivalry on both sides, and both sides are equally bad. We all know what that is like. Here we are, weakly caught in the middle, and it's impossible to choose between evils. Myself, I've always wanted to somehow or other stop these senseless battles of bad against bad, but we're all more or less weak. I've never been able to, and that is why the hero of this picture is different from us. He is able to stand squarely in the middle and stop the fight. And it is this, him, that I thought of at first. That was the beginning of the film in my mind. Yeah. And it's like, there's something really powerful so, when someone comes up with a character and then forms a story uh, around yeah, them. Right. I was, yeah, I was just about to say that. Just, yeah. You think of the character first and then... The world is built around him. Yeah. Now that being said, if I I might be completely incorrect here, but I believe this is towards the beginning, maybe possible the middle of the Meiji era. Uh, there's a lot of kind of there's there's not so much political unrest. In fact, bureaucracy is in full swing, uh, and the people of Japan and the provinces all around the island of Japan are suffering greatly from a a total uh, food and economic depression. Uh, There's pretty much nothing other than rice and wine. (laughs) And, you know, of course the wine is rice. One of the first, like, (laughs) the second scene in the movie is, like, a young man running away from home to go join a gang. Yep. Because how are you going to fucking eat otherwise? Yeah. Uh, we see his mom is like working incredibly hard, uh, working with reeds to weave baskets as well as uh, with cloth to to just make you know clothes and stuff like that, and like that's pretty much gonna knit you not shit. Uh, and I believe that the line he says to his father is says I would go I would rather go out and die than live a long life of eating gruel. It's like, yeah, I'm going to live fast and die young. And, yep. Yeah, and living a long life eating gruel. It is uh, kind of 
sad because in a way uh, that was the mentality of uh, a, quite a bit of Japan at the time in which they were just like, hey, you know what? This fucking sucks. I would rather just get drunk and just let loose. It's the whole live your life as a lamb or a day as a lion. Mm-hmm. And most people would uh, rather live their life as a lion. Uh, so there was a lot of just social unrest. Uh, high murder counts and a lot of theft. Yeah, um, yeah recurring theme. Violent crimes. So, like... Oh, you go ahead. Yeah, well, no, that's pretty much it. It's <laughs> just people were fucking just tearing each other apart in the streets. And the higher-ups, people that were mainly in Edo... And anytime that you read anything or watch anything that takes place in this kind of early Meiji era, it's going to be talking about the bureaucracy kind of like coming in and all of a sudden, you know, things just fall quiet or that person gets murdered, depending on how violent they want the story to play out, just to kind of uh, encapsulate you in the time and the the region. I was just going to say, like a motif in the movie is that the uh, casket maker is... Uh... Has some very business, good business is booming. Yeah. yeah, just constantly fucking making caskets. Also, can't really talk about this movie now without having to mention that it's pretty much been remade twice. Yeah. And uh, Fistful of Dollars. And uh, I don't know the film, but directed by Walter Reed. Uh, Walter Hill, sorry. Yeah, Walter Hill, who I believe did The Warriors. But that's, that's huh, That weird. can't possibly be a remake of uh, no. Yojimbo. <laughs> no, if it is, that's a very strange yes, uh, choice know. of direction. Not, not sure you get there, except <laughs> Warriors is like based off of like 300, basically. Yeah. Or like... Close enough. Essentially the story of... Yeah, a, a handful and of, Spartans. Yeah, a handful of warriors having to overcome impossible odds yeah and you know like i've uh like we've all seen or heard a hundred times is that you know like there's like what i think 20 or 30 some odd original stories that could ever be told (laughs) yeah but in a way uh you know like sandro he is a force of nature in that he moves naturally into this town and you know like it was already in chaos but in order to quell a fire, sometimes you need a mudslide, sometimes you need a tsunami. And he becomes both. He essentially comes into town and decides, like, you know, I'm going to do something about this. Yep. Just because uh, these people kind of suck. Yeah, yeah. And I think the one of the best things about him is we don't know dick about, you know, who he was. His motivations are unclear. Yeah. I mean, you kind of... it you kind of reveal more about his character as it goes. Yeah. And I mean, like he's definitely playing both sides. He's definitely, uh, in it for the money to a point. Um, and, uh, has clear, how do I want to put it? He definitely forms his opinions of everyone he comes in contact with very quickly. And you kind of find that, uh, it's all done with reason (laughs) <laughs> and you are quickly shown that uh, his choices were correct. See, I, I never really thought it was about the money for him. I thought he was mostly mm-hmm. just trying to, like, take payments out of them so he could, like, go and grease the other side. Oh, yeah. Go, They're going to offer me 30 What are you going to offer me? Yeah, exactly. Just to keep the, you know, stoke the flames of right. the conflict, I guess. Kind of try to make them smother each other. Yeah. Um, but in a way, you got to also kind of remember... Like, this is likely a man who, I mean, we see him cut down six men incredibly fast and easy at one point. And then at another point, 
uh, more people than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, the first interaction he makes, that he has, yeah, like this for yeah, like turns turns dollars to change <laughs> very very fast. Uh, so he's an incredibly well trained swordsman. This is probably someone who was a samurai, and is effectively a, a true to the uh, name Ronin. I think it's a another thing. It's like you don't you know practically next to nothing about him, which you know in turn makes mm-hmm. it a more fascinating character. You you don't yeah. know where he came before this. Yeah. What he might have done in the town before. Yeah, and in in a way, doesn't really matter. No. It's just what's happening right now. Yeah. And uh, he is very aware of what he's capable of and uh never shows a hint of actually being worried about what might happen they literally the first like act he does in town is like size everybody up and then picks a fight yeah with like three men and chops them up pretty quick yeah and we get to see uh the birth of a couple different not necessarily cliches but uh, what would become kind of uh, nods back to Kurosawa. He was the guy that kind of came up with the, uh, I'm going to slice everyone really fast, but they're going to essentially be freeze-framed until I fucking <laughs> my sword back in his That's sheath. really happening in this movie. No. But, uh, like, you do get to see uh, the swipe of a blade and then the kind of sand movement. Uh, very, uh, like, people just kind of coming up and getting sliced down very quickly. Uh, as they're like kind of frozen, uh, long death scenes yeah. uh, from sword slices. Um, one of my favorite things is towards the end when he chops a rope and like you hear it and it's just like a whoop, and then he fucking puts the sword back and then the ropes fall, uh, cutting the clothes off of another uh, off a vagrant. Just yeah, all sorts of fun things <laughs> that that you'll end up seeing a million times everywhere else. Um, but yeah, this is this is someone who is um, a master swordsman, and it's just kind of very capable. Yeah, and it just kind of continues to make you curious throughout the film, like who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and you never learn his name. He comes up with Sanjiro Kawabatake, Mulberry Field, thirty years old, but yep. I'm close to forty now. <laughs> yep, it just it doesn't matter. This is who this is like who I am deal. today. That's that's. You can. That's what you can call me. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, he just he just fucking carries uh, carries himself with not arrogance, but just like confidence. Like I know that I can do this. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> What's next? I don't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> can you can you tell us about some of the most re- like the more ridiculous jobbers? Mm. <laughs> oh, you know, Ske, the who just straight up looks like a cartoon villain <laughs> with his fucking like rabbit gonna, teeth coming out of his uh, yeah. top lip, like always sucking biting. his bottom lip, yeah, yeah. the whole time. Very Fuck. good, uh, very solid character acting. <laughs> the unibrow, the fucking <laughs> oh god. Like I think the best part is when like he's coming to visit him at the bar slash restaurant. Yeah, and he's just peeking at him through like the like window boards, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously, I, I I can't show you through the through the power of audio, unfortunately, <laughs> but it's 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 worth it's a sight worth beholding. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Also, yeah, the uh, six foot eight, uh, wrestler, probably former wrestler, but still alive. He's one hundred and one years old. Insane. Um, Insane. Allow me to pull up his name. It's like. He literally. 
looks like like you assume you're like that man has giantism and what does he wield of course he has a massive wooden sledgehammer yeah um and he just has this deep voice and he's just he is someone that you feel like if if you were in his presence physically this man could pick you up with one hand and fold you in half (laughs) um there's a really funny line later in the film where he's uh gambling with someone and uh, they're not paying attention to the game, and he, like, fucking smacks him upside the head, and the man says, Ah, be careful. A slap from you is like getting a full-on beat down by 12 men. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, he's uh, he's imposing as hell. Uh, Sunagoro Rashomon is his name. That's, 101, that's a powerful name. 101 years fun. <laughs> Still kicking ass. But, yeah completely unheard of as far as you know people with giantism goes Mm -hmm. that's yeah that's a feat in and of itself the fact that he was also part of uh one of kurosawa's most you know impactful films this came yeah i mean this yojibo was 1961 they came after he'd done rajman which premiered at the venice film festival in like 1950 and it was probably like the most at the time widely seen japanese film isn't that insane and uh, keep in mind, too, like, we're talking about the 50s and 60s in Japan. Five years after World War II and... Five years after American, two uh, atomic American perception bombs. of Japanese people due to propaganda. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so, of course, you know, it's, like, uh, kind of strange that, yeah, like, like you were saying, that so many people would see a, a, a Japanese film. And coincidentally, that's... I think the first film he did with Mifune, mm. which uh, really like uh, jump-started his career. And for good reason. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll have to show you Rashomon sometime. He's, he's fucking great in it. Yeah, I imagine he is. I'm excited about that, especially having a, a super cleaned-up Criterion version. Originally, when I saw Yojimbo, it was like a imported DVD. Uh, and, you it's know, just there a were... CDR Memorex with Yojimbo written on it? Yeah, pretty pretty fucking much. And, like, uh, Yo and Jimbo are spaced. <laughs> there might have actually been a hyphen. Yo, no. comma, Jimbo. <laughs> Yo, Jimbo. Brady, can you like what up, do that, Jimbo? What up, Jimbo? <laughs> hey, Jimbo. Uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was one of the most interesting experiences that i that i had growing up and it definitely kind of um helped kind of form what i enjoy in films as well as just media in general uh it also taught me that black and white film kicked ass oh yeah (laughs) and like oh there were really fucking good movies made you know 60 fucking years ago 50 60 years ago i feel like psycho was the first black and white film i really appreciated Mm. i mean that eventually changed but yeah psycho in 2001 were like movies like you know i think i actually like i i I take movies a little more seriously i think i might have mentioned that in an episode but right gives a shit Right, like oh We're wow, back, there's 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 things to to enjoy, things to pull away from here, um, and I would say that Yojimbo kind of cemented my uh, enjoyment of just like Japanese entertainment mm-hmm. above all things. Like Ninja Scroll was fucking killer. It was fucking dope. Uh, Iria was fucking awesome. Uh, anime just in general, fucking cool. 
and you know video games Nido, yojimbo the fucking shit (laughs) absolute badass uh everything every time that i came in contact with a with a sanjiro character or someone who's a throwback to mifune i was just like you know what i care about this now (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna see this through to the very end um and uh it's it's always fun being able to see uh someone use something from kurosawa's films uh either as a nod or because it's almost like a film standard you know like oh yeah do the do the thing where the stuff happens and you know it's just put it in there i just really hope that we don't come to a point in which like we kind of forget right you know like i don't want to see a time in which we forget what kurosawa made or come to a point where we just see something we're like oh yeah remember it came from total bullshit number two you know what i mean because i want to say uh kurosawa he was like late 40s early 50s when he made this mm-hmm. yeah i think i saw a picture of him uh, having a smoke <laughs> in that uh in that criterion book it's just a brilliant guy and uh there's a really good uh set photo i think off of um yeah. seven samurai where okay. he's just like looking like with pure like admiration at Mifune as he's mm-hmm. like st- like sitting like between takes and characters just like holding a sword. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like yeah, yeah, like there's there's got to be something when uh, when you write a really cool thing and someone is able to encapsulate your main character with ease mm-hmm. with with a very like certain finesse. Um, and I think that I think that uh, Kurosawa saw that in Mifune like in every fucking role he put him in, and it's just one of those things we see often when a director finds their. I'm just gonna say when a Kurosawa finds their Mifune, like there's just this kind of harmony. Like De Niro to Scorsese. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> what is what is Scorsese flick without De Niro feel right? It'll feel weird. Feel like something's a little off. Yeah. <laughs> Be like you know what this could use. A little bit of that De Niro. A little bit, a little bit of De Niro, you know. <laughs> and that's 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 all I'm gonna say. That's, that's all I'm all. gonna say. This is a sprinkle of that De Niro. The fuck did I tell you? <laughs> the fuck's the matter with you? Poor decision. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, as far as the film goes, I I can't really come up with any reason as to why you wouldn't be able to watch this movie or why you shouldn't. I mean, but, if you've seen Fistful of Dollars, yeah. which I'd seen first before this, I didn't even mm-hmm. realize that it was basically just a remake of Yojimbo. Still a great movie. Oh, yeah. Still yeah. a great movie. As I said, I mean, like, it's good to see both genres kind of borrowing from each other. Also, um, the, uh, the director of the Yakuza series, like... When uh, Ghost of Tsushima came out, he's like, I think it's awesome to see that, like, a Western development studio made, like, a way more Japanese game than, like, we can make. Yeah, the <laughs> memes of uh, uh, Dark Souls. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, like, the Tsushima Dark Souls, like, like hollow, like, shaking hands, like, With congrats Jim. on your Eastern game. <laughs> like, yeah. good job on your Western game. Yeah. Like, just really solid choices. It's, uh, it shows a good and solid understanding that, uh, the, um the effort to understand was done, you know, was made and correctly executed. Uh, obviously, you know, but, like, there's creative design choices, and, yeah, those are easy to honor. But yeah, it's I think I said super fun. in the Yakuza episode, but I like seeing um, 
like the Japanese take on what Americans think are cool. Yeah, because yeah, it's always yeah. like their own like flair to it. That's just really awesome and appealing to me yeah yeah even it's just like really corny or it's like what they think like an american cool guy looks like it's just like nobody would ever look like that but hell yeah it also kind of goes to show you like oh that's why it took so long for yakuza games to come to the west yeah (laughs) because they don't they don't understand that if yakuza just kept being weird and yakuza Mm-hmm. we'd probably just have like if we knew that's what it was and we didn't get that english adaptation of or english dubbing of yakuza 1 we'd probably be like wow that was a great game series from the get-go and it was not japanese gta they'd um the dubbing in like the old like ps2 release it just it it it's didn't, it didn't really get it no. I didn't really get the character of Kiryu. No. <laughs> Mark they... Hamill, I guess, voiced Majima, which was probably fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just fucking basically probably played Joker from a <laughs> Batman the Animated Series. I mean, I can't let you do that, Kiryu-san. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I just, um, at the at this point, with, with Criterion having, uh, I would probably hazard to guess almost every, if not every single Kurosawa film... Um, pretty fucking easy to get your hands on this now as far as like renting goes on any service I have no fucking idea but I also have no there's the uh, Criterion channel there's the Criterion channel which I believe is a subscription I think I don't know if you can watch it for free mm. but um, yeah it's got I think they take stuff off but yeah. you can certainly poke through and pretty much any Criterion release you can probably find something yeah I also or, like, can't supplements or little like featurette films about the movie oh that would be fucking sick so you also get like the actual like blu-ray extras that's something that i'm always like super upset about anytime i rent a film i'm like no (laughs) i want to see the cool stuff the extra stuff the juicy stuff as far as um you know yojimbo goes though and i'm going to be a tad biased but i also can't really come up with any reason as to why you shouldn't just own a copy of this movie um i'm not saying it'll be right now but very soon uh there's a sequel to this called sandro hell yeah and wouldn't you know there's a two-pack release of it on criterion yeah he's getting both it's the way it, it was it was meant to be very beautiful case when i had originally watched yojimbo uh keep in mind quite young um and it was imported so on and so forth I didn't have any fucking idea that this banger of a flick actually had a sequel. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't until like several years after the fact that I was like, oh, fuck. And I just like never tracked it down. And to this day, I haven't seen Sandro. You're about to. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I can't really tell you the excitement. It's very... It's a very strange feeling to me. Well, yeah, we'll tell you. It's different in tone mm-hmm. than Yojimbo. Yeah, which is I'm, probably for the best. Uh, yeah, because it's 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 one of those things where I don't think that Yojimbo could strike twice. Mm-hmm. I really don't because it has such an off kilter tone. The whole thing is off kilter. It's um it, just from the get go, and it was kind of what I was talking about with the music. It sets it sets the scene in an off kilter kind of way this guy this uh you know like no-named master swordsman 
it, it just happens upon this town and it's like he's doing this because you know either he has some sort of moral compass or he's fucking bored or he's hungry <laughs> and he's broke you know like you have no idea <laughs> and uh it's 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 just off kilter all the way through until um until our climax where you know like he has to rest up for a bit and then finish it off you know finish what he uh ended up starting mm-hmm. you know that was already going on well before the time that he arrived but uh it's uh it's a very curious thing it's a very curious way to go about a premise i don't think that i've really witnessed it in anything else as far as like how it carries and is executed yeah personally anyway personally it's just a really good uh it, i mean I, I can't really think of anything else that would have come out around the time that was like it mm-hmm. in terms of like the hero of the story is like playing both sides of a conflict mm-hmm. and a lot of like uh lying and <laughs> this yeah. deception yeah trickery in the movie uh, yeah your your lead character is a scuzzball yeah. But it is apparently also a good man. Yeah. And does good things. He doesn't just do scuzzy things. He does plenty of good things. And in the end, you know, he, like I said, you know, in a kind of disastrous the most, way. The most, like, selfless act he does in the movie, like, almost costs him his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, he, he you know, uh, kind of, like, overcomes that hurdle uh very very treacherous and like it's just like maybe he might not have actually lived <laughs> you know like if this was like a factual statement yeah he might not have actually lived but um there's there's also like time skips or time jumps that you really have to pay attention to as far as just notes about the film without me just like you know spanking it to how much i enjoy this movie <laughs> um like note to the viewer that there there's there's a couple jumps here and there one is like i believe about a month like about a couple weeks yeah and then towards the end there's another three days something like that yeah. three to five days um but uh overall even if you miss that kind of note in the screen wipe which yeah by the way Star Wars screen wipe before Star Wars. Uh, and just like a quick note to add in there like, George Lucas was heavily inspired by Kurosawa's films. In fact, like if you watch Hidden Fortress, that's pretty much the entirety of like the rebel forces versus the Empire. 110%. Uh, it's, um, and then like the lightsabers and lightsaber fights just based on kurosawa's uh sword play and it's it's pretty fucking cool to actually uh kind of see all that the seeds that end up growing those um i really think that everyone should take a take a bit of time uh especially when you probably have tons of it (laughs) to uh order your criterion collection movies and just just watch them yeah. They look incredibly cleaned up. Um, take them out of that shrink wrap. Yeah, take them out of that shrink wrap. Sit down. Just 
crack a couple of them open. Get through them. It's, uh, it's, I, th- I think that everyone will enjoy them, even though, you know, so much time has passed, and it's definitely about a world that... Like, it holds up. I mean, the, yeah. the, the violence isn't as, like, flashy. Yeah, there's not a lot. There's like, a severed hand, a severed arm... Uh, like the sword play isn't like as brutal as you might imagine it to be. Not even. Yeah, there's I think two or three bloody deaths. Yeah, and then otherwise you see a severed hand and a severed arm. That's it. There's no decapitation. There's yeah. There's pretty much nothing. And uh, no like neck geyser of blood. Yeah, sort yeah. of darkened yeah. that man in the corner that gets a uh, ushitora or whatever. <laughs> uh, but uh. <clears throat> it's just a damn good movie. It really is, yeah, and it's uh, it's really interesting to see where the uh, cinematic culture of Japan was so shortly after World War II, um, and it just kind of uh, seeing this kind of makes me feel like maybe they were trying to kind of hold on to more of the roots that they had back then that they had dangerously kind of clung on to for nationality. Or nationalism, mm-hmm. um, and instead found another way to embrace them, and the fact that they, that Kurosawa went with this off kilter character in an off kilter story, in an off kilter setting, um, he wasn't you know like trying to tote the uh, pride of having samurais and you know bushido in your past. It was you know just a fucking goofy man. <laughs> In a, in a ridiculous setting, and um, he had fun with it, and I think that everyone on set actually ended up having a lot of fun with it. Um, as far as extras, uh, having to go on with, like, you know, what happened around on the scenes and on the sets, I don't know a whole lot, actually, about this. And um, other than, uh, yeah, pretty much every other character that you end up running into that has a sword or is, like, a samurai man with a with a gun. It's it's based on characters from Yojimbo. And uh, when people do cool samurai shit, it's based on Kurosawa samurai shit. Um, yeah, I always found it interesting to kind of go and see where our uh, kind of uh, I guess cliches or uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? That's not a cliche. Precursor. Yeah, like a precursor to, to how things are and how things um, are, are portrayed to the us. The blueprint? Like, yes. Yeah, the blueprint for cool samurai man. Orin from Final Fantasy X. Fucking, there's a straight-up fucking summon in Final Fantasy X called Yojimbo. And nice. he and uh, if you don't pay him enough money, he'll fucking send out his little dog to go bite somebody. But uh, you pay him enough, and he'll just fucking tear everything apart easy as that super sick super sick hell yeah yeah i mean every every time that i've seen some sort of uh adaptation of the character it's it just brightens my day (laughs) (laughs) it's you said a really damn tried and true now like archetype Mm. for characters oh yeah 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 if you watch this just uh take a moment to look back at everything else that you've ever enjoyed (laughs) and you'll be like oh shit and i think you'll have a newfound appreciation for it um but yeah i mean i'll just end up sitting here and telling you how good it is and how much i like it um yeah every every one of kurosawa's is is 
fantastic that I have seen, and uh, I want to see all of them. And uh, as far as what I'd like to see, I want to see more <laughs> of the Kurosawa films that I haven't seen. And uh, like I said before, I just hope that we never lose sight of where, you know, so many of these archetypes and the blueprints for premises um, kind of came from. You gotta know your roots, man. Yeah, and if you really enjoyed this, and uh, like I'd actually thrown that recommendation your way, but um, after this, go watch 13 Assassins if you want to see like a more modern uh, feel that I kind of feel is close to what could be a Kurosawa film uh, done within the last 10 years. 13 Assassins is an amazing and wild ride. So, But that one is a lot more gory. Yeah. That one is pretty fucking gory. Um, yeah, man. It's, it's fantastic. And somehow it carries none of the cheese of, like, 60s and 70s, like, you know, like, martial arts style movies. <laughs> You'll hear no, whoopsh, whoopsh, <laughs> you know, like nothing. It's Ghostface Killer. <laughs> Do you recognize this style? <laughs> no way. <laughs> but I love the five those. elements. <laughs> <laughs> I love those too. You'll never, you'll never be able to be like, hey Tyler, do you want to watch a kung fu movie and hear me say, nah. <laughs> I'll be like, fuck yes. Which one? Let's go. I uh, like the one that ends with like the main characters uh, running away. Uh, sounds that sounds a lot like just the Shaolin. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we got a uh, we got other shit to do right now, so let's uh, <laughs> let's, uh go ahead and cut this short. Yeah. Uh, you'll be you'll probably be here from us rather rather soon, sooner than you might think, <laughs> even sooner than that. Come so, uh, peace out. Until next time. Hell yeah. Bye bye. Goodbye. <laughs>